0: I'm putting love on the radio, spreading joy everywhere I go, there's no way to hide my hope, oh no, this little light of mine, hey I'm gonna let it shine, telling the world to save my soul, the only way I know, with love on the radio. Hello, everybody. I'm Ryan Young, and this is The Ryan Young Show live right now on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM or wherever you're listening to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Great to have you join me on this Thursday. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. I got a couple of different emails sent in from some great listeners of the program, and I want to share one in particular in the second half of the show. You don't want to miss that. Plus, we've got a good news story, and let's talk about everything that happened on Tuesday. We saw a major win in Virginia. So much more to talk about. I'm Ryan Young, and this is The Ryan Young Show on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. Hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Listen, <laughs> guess what today is. Woo-hoo! right, so it's November 4th, 2021. It's a Thursday, but it's also... National Stress Awareness Day. And I I believe this is somewhat of a new holiday, National Stress Awareness Day. I guess we have to be aware of the fact that we can easily get stressed out and worked up. And I think we talk about this a lot on the show. It's easy to become overwhelmed by the day-to-day tasks that you have to get completed. I'm in college, so obviously uh, tests and midterms and finals and essays that I have to write, those can all stress me out. also working a, a, a job at the college here can be a stressful job. And you know, no matter what you're dealing with in your day, when you go to work, when you go to school, when you have stuff that stresses you out, we have to remember one thing and and one, the biggest thing to remember is always that Jesus is with us and he isn't just there to encourage us, which he he does do, but he's also there to help us carry that load that that can easily become overwhelming for us to manage. On our own. So today on this National Str- Stress Awareness Day, yes, we all get stressed, we all get worked up, but what are we going to do with that stress? So that way we can actually properly alleviate it. And I looked up to see what, what National Stress Awareness Day is kind of promoting, and, and it's kind of the the mainstream cultural idea of what you would imagine: uh, mindfulness, uh, time for quote meditation time to relax, quote me time and all of this. Uh, And obviously this isn't exactly what I would encourage. Uh, Yes, there's times where you need to quiet yourself, but instead of making it me time, let's make it God time where we can set aside some, some time in our day to, to speak with our heavenly father who loves us, who cares about us and who's with us no matter where we go. If you can just silence yourself for a little bit to, to put yourself in front of the, your heavenly father uh, and, and share what's going on in your life. Share the hurt and the worries that overwhelm you because I promise you, he cares about them. He wants to take them from you and he, 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 he hears you and, and he can also speak to you as well. And no matter what you're going through, if you're dealing with thoughts of despair, thoughts of depression, anxiety, stress, um, obviously a lot of people today in the United States and all across the U.S. Uh, and the world really are become, get medicated and diagnosed with all sorts of different uh, conditions, such as bipolar depression, anxiety, and all of those things. And they go to therapy and they receive counseling and counseling is a good thing for many, many people. Uh, I don't want to diss that, but I want to stress the importance of developing that relationship with Jesus. And when people talk about God and, and about Christianity and about, quote, religion and all of that, I it bothers me. I've said it before. It's not a religion. It's a relationship. And people maybe don't understand always what I mean by that. But when you just view it as a religion, it's almost like a legalistic task. Oh no, here's another Christian person telling me that my anxiety and my stress can be alleviated by praying to Jesus. Here we go again. It's just another tradition, another religion. I've got to go to Sunday Bible church. I've got to do this. I got to do that. And it almost becomes this negative kind of task and and an added pressure and added worry that you have to do every single day, just like any other stress or anxious activity that you have to do at work or school. And that isn't at all what this is. I personally wouldn't, I, I, I say this strongly, I don't believe I would be a Christian if it was simply something that I couldn't truly feel and understand and and, and develop that relationship with Jesus. If it was just some some weird words on a page in a book uh, from a long time ago, that if it had no power in my life, I, I don't think I'd be wasting time with it. it I, I've seen the power of the word of God. I've seen the power of Jesus in my life and there's no way that, that I, I couldn't worship Jesus and love him. And I pray that anyone listening today that's struggling in their faith, that's something that all Christians deal with. We go through these valleys and these mountaintops where one moment we're on fire for God, everything's going great. Um, And then another moment, um, those thoughts of despair and anxiety seem to come in like a flood and they distract us from God. And, and, And the anxious activities that we have to do in our work and in our school can also distract us from God. So my prayer for you, today is that you'll have time to silence yourself, to sit before the Father, uh, confess uh, of your desperate need for Him, and and really receive His love today. I'm Ryan Young, and this is The Ryan Young Show live right now on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. So Tuesday night was a busy night uh, in, in the U.S. We saw not only the Virginia campaign. It was a campaign emphasizing parental rights and education. We saw businessman Glenn Youngkin. He won the Virginia governor's race. That was a huge win. It was the first Republican to win the governorship in more than a decade. And it's definitely signaling that the Commonwealth of Virginia is no longer the blue stronghold it was during the Trump years. This is a, this is significant win. And I think it's showing, uh, the tide is turning. People are fed up with the Biden administration. They're rejecting the, the woke leftist agenda that, that's trying to promote critical race theory and all the rest of it, trying to control what our students are, are being taught in the education system, uh, increase our taxes and all the rest of it, uh, kind of create a moral relativistic culture. Well, the, the people of Virginia stood up, and I think it, it reflects what a lot of people in America are thinking right now. They they want to bring back the, the moral truth, uh, conservative principles, and even Judeo-Christian principles back to our country, and, and they truly are standing up against what President Biden and Kamala Harris are doing to our country. What also took place Tuesday, which maybe was less exciting for some, but more exciting for especially those in Georgia, the Atlanta Braves won the World Series. Uh, that was a big win. I, I'm a Dodgers fan, so I was I was moderately upset not not necessarily with the World Series, but the series before it, the uh, National League Championship Series, because the Dodgers did get beaten by the Atlanta Braves, but. While I was thinking of this, guess what I found out? And this is interesting. You know how the MLB decided to move that all-star game uh, out of Georgia? Uh, quote, because Georgia was having, quote, restrictive uh, voting rights uh, voting legislation that was going to restrict voters from from accessing the polling booths and all that, but really what we found out in reality is what they were trying to do was simply have voter ID so so they could legitimize the their election, uh, especially after the fraud that took place in 2020. Well, Major League Baseball went woke and they moved the All Star Game out of Atlanta, Georgia, and they moved it to Colorado. Well, I think there was a little bit of a divine justice: the fact that the Braves now won the world series and not only did the they win the world series but the commissioner of baseball uh the, while they won in in Houston at, at the Astros stadium in Texas while they won the MLB commissioner was there and they award the MLB commissioner spoke and awarded the trophy to the Atlanta Braves, and there were many Atlanta Braves fans actually in the stadium. And what ended up happening is, as the commissioner was speaking, the Atlanta Braves vocally booed him for his decision to move the All Star game out of Georgia. I, I would say that's kind of humorous in the fact that a little bit of divine justice all all that that took place, and then to see the Atlanta Braves win the World Series and and really have have the fans speak their heart to the MLB commissioner. I thought that was something worth pointing out. Uh, So it was definitely a busy night Tuesday. We also saw just yesterday, President Biden addressed the nation regarding uh, vaccines for children. And and this whole argument about mandating a vaccine, We've covered this topic probably a dozen times now on the show, but it's still relevant, it's still important for you, and I want to talk about it. Uh, We're seeing right now Americans in many different fields of work, from uh, hospital nurses to uh, sanitation workers to military members, they're all suddenly having to choose between taking really what what many call an abortion-tainted, poorly-tested, uh, and really also dangerous coronavirus injection they're they're having that choice or or simply being fired from their jobs we're seeing students are having their educational opportunities denied without proof of this covid-19 vaccination we saw that this quote 15 days to slow the spread has quickly evolved into really uh what what social media has phrased it to be uh two shots to feed your family Wherever you stand on this issue, whatever's going on right now, if you're worried about losing your job, if you've already made that decision to stand up for your freedom and for your right and really your religious right, um, to not get vaccinated, uh, I feel for you. I, I understand what you're going through and I, I can only imagine how it's impacting your family and, and your life. But I, I want to encourage you that if you're standing up for for religious reasons, for your own faith, if you're standing up for your own health, no matter the reason why you're standing up against a mandatory uh, uh, inoculation of really an abortion tainted, in many cases, uh, vaccine, I, I understand why you're doing it. And I hope that many people across the United States could join together in prayer for those that are boldly resisting this vaccine in Jesus' name. And we, we've always taken the, stance, taken the stance on this show that uh, if you've gotten the vaccine, that's your health choice. There, There is no um, reason for us uh, on one side to judge you for getting the vaccine, just as there isn't a reason for, for people on the other side to judge people for not getting the vaccine. It's always been a matter of your own health, and you should be able to assess that, that risk for yourself. But we're seeing unprecedented times in our nation's history where the president of the United States believes that he has the power to force you and I in states all across the country to take a, uh, an inoculation without your own consent. And, and we're going to see how this all unfolds. We're seeing lawsuits being formed by companies All across the country from hospital workers, airline pilots, military members, uh, journalistic websites like the Daily Wire. People are standing up. We're seeing in the Florida Florida and several other states suing the Biden administration. And and we'll see how this all unfolds. But I want to encourage you that, uh, to continue standing up, to stay strong, to be in prayer for those that you know, your neighbors, your friends, military members, uh, hospital workers who are going through really hard times right now, uh, especially in New York. We're seeing a lot of that unfold with um Firefighters going on strike. We talked about that on Tuesday, but also sanitation workers have now um, really ha- had to leave their job. Many of them have been been laid off because of refusing to get the vaccine. And what we saw in New York City just last night—I don't know if you saw this—but Mayor Bill De Blasio's mansion um, has had thousand, not thousands, but but probably at least hundreds, perhaps thousands. I don't I don't know the exact number, so I don't want to exaggerate to you. But we've seen now that um, regular trash pickup in New York City has has not been taking place like it should be because of these sanitation workers that have lost their jobs. And now uh, last night at Mayor Bill de Blasio's mansion, people, uh, many protesters have begun dropping off their trash over his fence into his backyard at his mansion. And this is just yet another example of people protesting the vaccine mandate and another undue consequence of this vaccine mandate where simply people in New York City are not even having their trash be picked up on time and as regularly scheduled. And I wanted to bring that to your attention. We're seeing it it, it affecting so many people. I saw an article actually just this morning that a high school playoff team um, they, they were unable to compete in their playoff game because of these vaccine mandates, and it 's affecting from high school students to college students to um, really parents all across the country who are who are being forced right now to quit their jobs or being laid off and having to find new jobs and it's, it's important that we that we're aware of it where it's important that we, we think about this and, and, and we continue to pray for for those those men and women and, and those neighbors in our community who are going through these very very difficult times I'm Ryan young and this is the Ryan Young show live right now on radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM got a story and it's tough. Myself. Somebody, Somebody give me, me your mic All right. So I do have a good news story for you today. I know it can be overwhelming sometimes when you're watching the news and you see all the negative stuff of what's happening on the left this woke stuff everywhere you look in the Biden administration. And yes, we did have some good news today with what happened on Tuesday night in Virginia. But This story is very important and and very powerful, Uh, really what many are calling a miracle. A four-year-old named Cleo Smith had disappeared on October 16th while camping with her family at a campsite. Her mother, Ellie, said that she woke up that morning around 6 a.m. and the flap of her daughter's tent was open. Uh, Cleo and her sleeping bag were missing from inside the tent, and it led authorities to believe that Cleo had, in fact, been abducted. There were police and volunteers searching for Cleo for a long time. They put out a $1 million reward for information on her disappearance. Uh, Ten days after she had still been missing, her parents spoke out and made a heartbreaking plea for their daughter to be returned saying quote whoever's watching if the person who's watching this has our daughter we want her home we want her to be home with our baby we want her to be home with our baby we want her back in our arms and each day that went on felt like it was an eternity for Cleo's parents and about 1 a.m. yesterday so nearly a month of their child being missing a 4-year-old daughter that 1 a.m. yesterday police broke into a locked house Um, and found Cleo in a room, locked in a room, um, had in fact been abducted, and they were able to rescue her from the abductors and return her and reunite her with her parents. And this is a major answer to prayer, a powerful reminder that we have the power every single day to enter the throne room of God, to, to stand before the creator of the universe. I mean, I've, I've said this before, but it's a powerful picture that I want to remind you of. Imagine if you were able to enter the Oval Office of the President of the United States at any moment during your day and, and bring to his attention an important issue that was taking place in your life. Imagine how awesome that would be. But now picture this, you have this power already right now to go before the throne room of God. Now, the president of the United States answers to God. Every single person on this earth answers to God. And guess what? You do in fact have the power to go before the throne room of God. And guess what? He is never too busy to to speak with you. He is never in a meeting. He's never caught up. No matter what's going on, he cares about every single thing that's taking place, especially those of his children, including uh, uh, the four-year-old girl, Cleo, that was just rescued last yesterday morning at 1 a.m. Remember that because it's easy for you To think to yourself that, well, um, God's busy. He's got a lot of stuff going on. I don't think he's going to care about how I'm going to do on this quiz I have later today. Uh, You know, God's got a lot going on. There's so many other people hurting in this world. I I don't think he's going to really care about the migraine that I'm dealing with today. I don't think he really is concerned about uh, my goal to uh, do well on this exam or, or write a good essay or impress my boss and get a raise or I don't think he's worried about these vaccine mandates and and if I lose my job. No, that is not correct. And I want to remind you of this. God cares about every single thing that impacts you in your life. And not only does he care about it, he encourages you and he desires that you bring it to him so that he is made aware of it. And Not only that, that he might comfort you and fix these problems for you. And people get worked up and they say, well, I don't always hear God answering my prayers. I don't always see his power in my life. I don't really want to bother him in all this. God always will answer your prayers. And sometimes he doesn't answer them the exact way that you want or at the exact moment that you want. But I promise you, he cares about you. He hears your prayers and he is wanting to answer them and he will answer them no matter what you're going through or or what you have done in your past. I've said it before, if you let the past, your past mistakes in your life, the sins that have previously inflicted you or, or perhaps have still inflicted you, if you allow those to take you away from speaking with Jesus Christ, then you truly are allowing the devil to win and, and his goals to be accomplished. Because you see, what the devil would love to do is take you away from Jesus. He would love to make you feel as though you are unworthy to spend time with God. You somehow are, are, are too evil to, to speak with Jesus. You're too evil to seek repentance. You're too far gone to, to have and gain forgiveness. Remember, these are not at all the promises of God. These are the lies of the devil. Remember, if you confess with your mouth and speak the, and praise the name of Jesus and say that Jesus is Lord Confess of your desperate need for Him. Ask for forgiveness. Turn to Him. Seek His peace, His joy, and His comfort, and His love. He will forgive you, and He will walk hand in hand with you through the mountains and through the valleys of despair, through the worries that you have about anything as as simple as a quiz that you want to score well on. Don't limit the power of God. The power of God lives within you. His Holy Spirit reigns within you and he desires that you call on his name to to live an effectual life every single moment of the day. I'm Ryan Young and this is The Ryan Young Show live right now on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM or wherever you're listening to podcasts. Coming up, I've got a powerful email I wanna share with you from a good listener of mine. We'll be back in a moment. Don't go anywhere. everybody welcome back to the ryan young show i'm ryan young live right now on radio free hillsdale 101.7 fm or wherever you're listening to podcasts every once in a while uh more more often than not actually i'll have someone who listens to the show reach out to me and send me an email and and just share their heart and and their story and and something that they that god put on their heart and a dear listener of mine named mike sent me an email that i want to share with you and and i want to provide my email now for anyone who who might also want to reach out to the show because I like to have as many people share their thoughts and their testimony and a miracle that took place in their life or if they want to discuss a topic that's taking place in the news anything at all, feel free to email me. My email is ryoung at hillsdale.edu. I got this email from Mike. It was powerfully written, uh, really, really a phenomenal piece of writing. Let me read this to you, and, and let's just talk about it a little bit afterwards. Here's the email from Mike. I have watched as our city, our country, our state, and the country itself has fallen to its knees, bowing in subservience and submission to some master other than God or conscience or liberty as we once thought of it through our Declaration of Independence and Constitution of these United States of America. Our country's foundational documents, which clearly and unambiguously defer to the Creator, nature, and nature's God, and to divine providence to protect and defend the rights which God has bestowed upon all men. We now seem amidst a governing structure that decides what rights it arbitrarily decides that you should have or can have, what rules you must obey, as well as when and where and to whom they apply. Our foundational documents, that supreme law of the land founded in God's law, are now little but parchment confetti bereft of meaning or substance to those who think that they are or have become the God who dispenses what rights or liberties as they, men, might see fit to bestow upon us a sovereign citizenry of individuals endowed with God-given rights and liberty and citizens of a sovereign country. Is this but some grand form of hubris, a monument to pride or to self-importance or narcissism, a being or an entity, one who thinks himself or itself to be God? Or maybe tis nothing grander or more complicated than mere self-indulgence of those, the children of men, who hold the reins of worldly power. Hubris indeed, for who or what thinks itself greater than God? the God that bestows those rights and liberties as contained in those words on paper. Words, words that are, are government, perhaps even many of those citizens who live under that government have turned away from or may not even know of in the service of what? Other men of themselves, perhaps in service to the state, that, men, that man-made edifice of power and control. Is this not subjugation, a bowing to men, to man's will? Is there no difference between subjugation and citizenship? Or worse, what about subjugation to evil, that which scriptures speak a great deal of, which not only affect us in the here and now, but also for eternity hereafter? Those same scriptures long held sacred tell us that we must choose who or what we serve. So does long experience in recorded history show in the temporal world of mortal men. Choose the need to make a choice willingly and freely without coercion or force or deceit for those are but some of the seeds of evil, are they not? A choice which must be made individually, one person, one image of God and one child of God at a time, one situation or circumstance at a time. We always have choice and we always have to to choose. Some call it agency and that too comes from God. So say those scriptures as best as I can glean, which means we must, as human beings, always be choosing our way, every moment of every day, every step of the way for all the days of our lives. And oftentimes, choosing to make no choice is still choosing, even if not quite sure of what the result might be. But here I ask, are you making your own choice, a choice of enlightenment and of reason and of revelation? And who or what will you, a free person of conscience, choose to serve? When a government goes bad, I choose God. When a person, a group, an agency, or an institution goes awry, I choose God. For evil has many faces, many masks, and I find myself always questioning and deliberating and making those choices as we all do, as we all must. I choose as humbly as I can muster that that which is of truth, of goodness, and of beauty, of the light and of life, of creation and of perfecting, as opposed to destruction or of death or of chaos. I choose God, for it is written that a man cannot serve two masters. That which has become corrupt, I am compelled to leave behind. I, Michael, am in the service of God because of God's word and God's spirit words and spirit which he has created, preserved, and brought forth through the ages to us. His children made in his image through his holy begotten Son, the man he brought to this earth, called Jesus Christ, who changed not just me, but who changed the world and his words and his spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, I humbly pray that all who may hear my words may see his light, that it may shine upon your path, and that you might hear his words, that you might choose freely and rightly who or what you serve. I choose God and surrender to his will and to no other man, amen. And these are the words of Mike that, that was recently emailed to me just the other night that I wanted to share with you, a powerful message about free will, free choice, and, and whom we are going to serve on this earth. Are we going to serve the men and women in our government that are that are trying to control us, trying to tell us uh, what we can and can 't do, like we talked about earlier in the show with the vaccine, or are we going to put our trust completely in god and there 's a quote in here that I love the most when he compared. Uh, how how our government today how our leaders are are looking at our constitution and declaration of independence as nothing more than parchment confetti uh, and i i thought that was very well 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 stated they 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 seem to be disregarding the very founding documents of our nation they seem to dismiss the truth uh, of our judeo christian foundation for, for some other purpose, some other goal, and that is to control us and to tell us what we can and can't do in, in this country, that there is, quote, a bereft of meaning or substance to, to those who, who now are, are playing the role of God. And Mike makes that great point, that our country continues to, if our country continues down the road, uh, we are ultimately going to be forced into a, a, a very important decision. that decision will be whether or not we choose to worship God or fall prey to mankind and this earth. And we are are facing this, this decision sooner and sooner. It is becoming more and more clear that as these freedoms continue to be stripped away from us in this country, we are becoming closer to those end times when Jesus is eventually going to return and rescue us. And Obviously, it can become overwhelming and we can get angry and upset by this because we see what's taking place in our country. We know what our country used to stand for, what what our founding documents represent, and how they're being disregarded. But a little bit of encouragement that I can give you today is that, yes, indeed, it is going to have to get to a little bit worse. It's going to have to get a certain level of depravity on this nation for jesus to to come back and rescue us, and so, as the depravity continues to unfold in America, it doesn't mean that we we lose hope or, or lose sight of trying to bring our country back to its founding mission and to judeo Christian principles no, i'm not saying that, but but as it gets worse, we can remember always. That God is in control right now, and, and as it gets worse, He it's bringing us closer to His eventual return and our own eternal salvation, um, um, being reunited with Jesus in heaven. And I hope that that can at least provide you a little bit of encouragement today with with everything that continues to take place on this earth. I'm Ryan Young, and this is The Ryan Young Show, live right now on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. Remember, reach out to me anytime. You can use the Voice Memos app on your phone to record your testimony or a miracle, or or type up a, a message to me through my email and send whatever you'd like to me. My emails are young at hillsdale.edu. I love to have listeners reach out and be able to share their messages with the show because I truly believe that this show is an opportunity for like-minded believers and thinkers and people all across the country and even around the world to come together to unite around uh, the power of Jesus and, and and the purpose that we are here for this life, and that is to share the message of Christ and to make disciples of all nations. I'm Ryan Young, and this is the Ryan Young Show live right now on Radio Free Hillsdale, one hundred one point seven FM. In all of our questions, all of our searching, when we are wrestling. You don't let go. The questions come, but you remain. The battles roar, but still you reign. And I believe. So I got another question sent in to me that, that we're going to try to address today in the remaining minutes of the show, and it's a good one. What's the difference between a heart of knowing right and wrong? Versus the Holy Spirit convicting and leading an individual to do good. So basically, the question is trying to get at the distinction between our own conscience and that of the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to look to some scripture passages to try to answer this question, but we can start at the very basic level that I think we all agree on the fact that even if you're not a Christian, no matter what belief system that you have, most people have some sort of conscience that, that kind of helps to distinguish between at least some sense of right and wrong and good and evil and and, and those things, and, and, and a lot of it has to do with the way, in fact, we were raised and the belief systems that were put in place in our culture culture. And that means having basic respect to listen to one another, to um, treat people the way that you want to be treated as the golden rule in the Bible states. And and some of these, these scripture passages have been adopted into modern day culture. And yes, today, many of them are being disregarded in a lot of ways with a lot of disrespect and, and cultural relativism growing. But Let's start by comparing and contrasting our conscience and the Holy Spirit. The first thing I'd like to point out is that our conscience can easily um, be be almost, I, I don't know the best word for it, muddied, is, I think would be a good way of describing it. Uh, somewhat, Think of it like a pure water it can easily be, be muddied. There can be different little seeds of deception that can easily take root within the conscience of us apart from the Holy Spirit. Because see, the Holy Spirit can only be pure. It can only bring us to the thoughts of Jesus Christ. It can only uphold the principles held in the Bible. And so the way we can distinguish whether or not it's our conscience or the Holy Spirit is, does our conscience tell us anything that um, is not scripturally based? Does our conscience tell us anything that, that conflicts with the Bible? Then you will know that indeed that is the conscience. And, and if you believe it's your Holy Spirit, well, well, test the fruit of what you believe to be the Holy Spirit communicating to you. And if it, if it goes against what the Bible states and it goes against the promises of God, then you know indeed that it is not the Holy Spirit. Let's look to 1 John 4, which reads, We are instructed not to believe every spirit, but to test the spirits, whether they are from God. See, the true spirit of God confesses that, quote, Jesus has come in the flesh and is from God. Like I just said, we are to test the fruits and not believe all the spirits that that can live with inside of us. So if the supposed action leads to the glorification of self or of the flesh, it is not, clearly it is not of God see because the conscience is able to deceive it is able to to lead us uh into a form of reaction and action um in order to condition our mind and our flesh and th- this is a good question to think about because are you allowing your 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 conscience to dictate specific terms and, and is your conscience pointing you uh, into a manner uh, of praising your own flesh or is it is it drawing us closer to Jesus. And I, I guess I want to give you a moment just to think about that. Is the conscience bringing you to, to glorify your flesh, to pursue your own vain desires, your own goals in life apart from Christ? Or is it the next level, which is, would be the Holy Spirit, which is convicting you when you do something that, that is not of God, when you say something that's cruel when, when, you, when you know you've done something wrong and it's not what Jesus would like you to do, do you hear a still small voice within your soul telling you, Ryan, this is not what I have called for you? Because you, you have to remember, only, there is nothing inside you apart from the Holy Spirit within your flesh. No, your conscience will not, nothing will bring you to Jesus Christ except the Holy Spirit. I truly believe that. Because you see, your very flesh is antithetical to that of Christ's teaching and to that of the Holy Spirit. So if you have a sudden urge to pray, if you have the desire to read your Bible and to to spend time with God, well, I can tell you that is not your flesh speaking. That is not just simply the conscience. Because you see, your body desires not to spend time with Jesus. Only the Holy Spirit that has now taken home within your soul would bring you to Jesus, and so I think that is a wonderful way for you to distinguish between the conscience and your in your holy Spirit, because you know that if you have that desire to go to church and to spend time with God to read his word and to pray if you if you uh, want, want to listen to Christian music and, and ask a fellow believer or another person how they're doing and and whether or not um, want, to, want to have dis- dis- discussions about scripture passages. Well, that, that's the Holy Spirit in you. I, I'm confident of that. I'm confident because your conscience and your flesh wants nothing to do with God. The whole vessel that we live in right now, the devil is trying to control and keep you apart from Jesus. Let's go further though, in, in terms of how we can distinguish between the conscience and the Holy Spirit. In Galatians five twenty two through 23, uh, it, it identifies the fruits of the Spirit as we were just been talking about. And these fruits state... That um the fruit of the spirits are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self control against such things, there is no law, so if you have these fruits love joy, peace patience, kindness, goodness faithfulness gentleness self control, I, I truly believe that these are exactly those fruits of the Holy Spirit, as Galatians has made clear but Yes, that's that, that not to say that that doesn't mean you can't experience joy and peace and love apart from the Holy Spirit, but, but it's a counterfeit. And that, that's how I'd like to distinguish it. So you might know many people that, that aren't Christians, but that seem to have everything going their way. They've got an easy life. They're naturally uh, joyous. They seem to be filled with love and, and peace and kindness and goodness. And some people are, are just more innately kind than others. I know apart from, from Christ, I don't think I would be nearly as kind as a lot of people. And my grandma was a great example of this. She didn't actually accept Jesus and, and, and know Jesus until she was on her deathbed. But she lived a life that was uh, often very kind and loving and, and, and filled with peace from, from, from an outside perspective. But I truly believe it was a counterfeit because you truly aren't able to know the full peace, the full love, and the joy of Jesus like he has desired apart from him. And so that would be another way we can distinguish between our conscience and the Holy Spirit. And obviously, yes, people can say that you can reproduce the results. Like I said, like my grandma was able to do, you can produce these results through some sort of action. But you see, this is the distinction here. The fruits of the Spirit are pointing to Jesus instead of the works by the hands of man. And so, when you look at a person that isn't a Christian and you say, well they're kind, what works are you looking at? Are you looking at the fact that they are are i don't know doing good things through their own strength they they donate to charity uh they 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 reach out to people uh they they do all sorts of different um, opportunities they 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 volunteer their time, they work at a local shelter all of these different things she they're pointing to the results of mankind, the hands of man, instead of the, the Holy Spirit and the power of God working through them. That is a powerful distinction there. I hope you understand it. And, and I'm just doing my best to try to answer this question. I, I don't profess to know all the answers to these questions. I'm just trying to use scripture to guide us. And I hopefully you'll be able to spend some time today thinking about this question as well. I want to read Acts 24:16. The desire of the believer is to have a clear conscience toward both God and mankind. And, and Acts 24:16 says, "The pain is not always in agreement with man. The conscience of the believer leads to a clear conscience by notifying man as his, of his sinful condition as a result" Of the Holy Spirit. And so scripture actually just defines a conscience and, and that the power of the Holy Spirit actually desires to make one's conscience clean with both mankind but also with God. And so there is another distinction. It, it might show that a, a person has both a conscience and the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit actually moves the conscience to, to act and, and to not only make things right with man but also with God. And I think perhaps that is another role of the Holy Spirit. It takes the conscience to another level. It's no longer just focused on pleasing man and doing good to man, but also doing good to God and pleasing God and his promises. Colossians two eight also says, we are to see that, it, that to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. We are to be solely fixated on Christ, not not captivated by things filled with empty deceit, and, and I think our conscience, apart from Christ, can easily captivate us um, to different philosophers and, and pastors and sermons apart from God. And the Holy Spirit will will be able to not only convict us of what is in fact the truth in terms of moral truth and and and. and falsehood, but also will be able to, to speak to us in the moment as we listen to other people speak and, and guide us into all the truth and convict us uh, of the truth at all times. And I hope for hope for, for, for that purpose that we, we are able to distinguish between the conscience and the Holy Spirit there. And, and I know I'm kind of rambling all over the place. I'm trying to use scripture to answer this question, but I appreciate the question being brought forward. And I hope that this this was a good start in terms of trying to answer it. And, and I hope that you will continue to pursue answers. And if you have another question that you'd like us to discuss on the show, feel free to reach out to me. My email is ryoung at Edu. I'm Ryan Young. We're out of time. I hope you have a beautiful and blessed rest of your day. I'll see you Tuesday. We've got a special interview with former Secretary of State and CIA Director Mike Pompeo. You don't want to miss that on Tuesday. Have a beautiful and a blessed day.